life. We are live. This is it's crazy. This is our first one. How you feel? I'm feeling excited. You feeling excited? The potential. The the amount of things we can do with this. Endless. Definitely. I feel like it's not just gonna be a podcast. But anyways, welcome to the Ikigai Experience podcast. This is gonna be a show consisting of podcast <laughs> we're probably going to be doing an actual like vlogging channel as well with this whole thing uh, definitely gonna have to keep vlogging yeah that'd be cool you know we're but, gonna have to remember these moments no yeah definitely plus we'll be able to capture all this for us as well um but also most importantly the things that we would be talking about is the Higai project and i've been working for like about a year now Starting starting in August, August 20th. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's been a whole year. It's been a whole year. But it's only been in my head. I think when I started working on the project, it was definitely in October. We're just going to go off for our first one. This is going to be our pilot episode. And uh, we'll see where it takes the rest of the show. So. I mean, we had a list of things to talk about earlier, but we we had a list. We actually, have the list. We do we do have the list actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get let's get started on the virtual reality stuff because that's related sure. to the Ikigai project. For the Ikigai project, yeah. yeah, cool, cool, cool. So, how are you going to implement virtual reality into your project at its mm. infant stages? In terms of the timeline, what my personal research has come up with is within this decade. Wait, you laughing? You laughing? I'm not laughing. At least you're laughing. I don't know, bro. We'd be looking at Chunghu's fucking photos in this movie. Sh- what are you talking about? We're not looking at photos of Chunghu. We definitely do not have Chunghu as our wallpaper right now. That would we be- definitely do not have. For legal reasons, we do not. <laughs> for, for legal reasons. That's hella funny. Um, so going back to the main topic, how would I implement this whole new technology? in a timeline right now so within this decade there's this prediction not even just me but more so the tech industry but vr and ar is gonna be the next big thing essentially vr and ar is the next version of the internet it's the next version of commerce it's the next version of entertainment it's not just about video games anymore at this point but what is vr and ar most people ask that question so essentially what vr is many people are saying many AR people are VR saying for the next generation for the next generation many people are saying this okay so what is vr do you know what vr is what do you, do you have an idea do i know what vr is what was your understanding at that time so my understanding of vr it's not improved too much since the first time we've talked about virtual reality from my understanding it's a headset that you put on and it surrounds you with a world not so much a world, but like to my understanding, it's the screen. And then you have these like little joy cons in your hands. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, you just wave them, motion detector things. And then sometimes you have those motion capture things on your ankles too. So you can move your body in VR. Yeah, it's like essentially for that one it is called body tracking. So. Interesting. Yeah. A virtual reality. <laughs> um, yeah. That is. Very informative. I yeah. like your choice of words there. You're welcome. It is, honestly. I think my understanding <laughs> of virtual reality has grown exponentially from your from your explanation there. 
Yeah. Now I understand that he can be used for many different things, such as architecture and medicine. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, you, you could... Uh, <laughs> 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 so essentially, what VR is, is virtual reality. It's a headset you put on, and when you look out, of course, you're going to be in your quote-unquote headspace. That's what I kind of call it. Literally like a menu of applications. And when you actually open your eyes, you're in a different kind of space. So let's just say you're in your room. When you put on the VR headset, instead of you being in the room, in VR, you'd be in space or like some place in, in the Maldives. You know what I'm saying? Like a different kind of place. There's the playing games in VR where obviously you're not flying a plane. Yeah. But depending on the immersion of the game, it may feel like you actually are. That's correct. So when you actually do use some of the applications in there, of course, you could do normal things like watch YouTube and have it in a big screen or Netflix currently. You can watch YouTube in VR. You can watch YouTube in VR. I didn't know that. It's a big screen. What other stuff can you watch in VR? <laughs> Why are you laughing? What do you mean? I'm not laughing. Okay. Water stuff can watch. So there's also Netflix. Okay. Dude, people are gonna fucking like listen to this shit. <laughs> there's YouTube as well. And then there's also Netflix. Currently for Netflix, they actually have a virtual reality app. And when you get in the app, you're in a cabin in the woods and it's winter time. And it's like a a winter lodge, like a winter lodge. It's a couch, oh, a red couch. So it's, a it's just a setting that it puts you in yeah. to watch the show that you're going to watch. Yeah, it's like you're sitting in there. Let's say like you're laying in bed, but then you put it on. You're actually sitting on a couch and watching a big like TV. Oh, that is so weird. I thought it was like yeah. you were surrounded by the story, like you were immersed in. Like, oh. Say if you were watching, I I watch anime on Netflix. I know uh, Hunter Hunters. On Netflix so if I was watching mm -hmm. Hunter Hunt for real Hunter Hunter gang but if you were watching Hunter Hunter in the VR headset you're not in the Hunter Hunter world you're sitting on a couch yeah in the virtual reality okay I see but I believe that specific program is one of the older iterations of VR the technology is not really there. it would be really hard to implement it right yeah like imagine two hours of that shit you're gonna need a break not gonna lie. You know my favorite, <clears throat> my favorite short film. It's not a VR film, but yeah. my favorite short horror story film, where she's in a hallway, and she's turning off the lights. <laughs> Have you seen this one? She turns off the lights. There's a figure there. She's like staring at it. She's like squinting at it, she, and then she's like, "What is that?" She turns on the lights. The figure's gone, and then she turns off the lights. She's like, "Okay, okay, never mind. It's normal." She turns off the lights again, and then the figure's closer to her. Have you seen that one? Yeah. That one's hella scary. I think it's called um, Lights Out or we'll look for it later. Yeah. Can you imagine horror in VR? Resident Evil 4? Mm. That shit was fucking scary, bro. Dude, can you imagine what kind of other old games they could emulate in there? Emulate in VR. Who is your K-pop bias? What a transition. Okay, so my K-pop <laughs> bias, obviously. We got number one, Chung Ha. She's our wallpaper. <laughs> Yo, if you can see this shit right now, bro. Head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too, bro. I'm gonna, like, actually pass out. When you see her? Yeah. 
Alright. We she, have to be at the front rows. I will not settle for anything less. We need her to come down stage. I would die on the spot. I would peacefully just ascend. It's like Spongebob? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm ascending. He just flies a away. A freaking Pooh Bear. Wait, which one? Pooh Bear. Like he Pooh just, Bear. Like, he's sleeping. Uh-huh. I think this was in Kingdom Hearts. It <laughs> was so fucking funny, but okay. literally... People memed it, and then his ghost kind of just like balloons upward. <laughs> I'm like, was it Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, it was Kingdom Hearts. Damn I think that. it was Kingdom Hearts two or one. Yeah, it's probably. Actually, I don't know. I didn't fully finish two. Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite world to play in, in Kingdom Hearts? Ah, I forgot the title of the name, but I'm gonna just say the the movie like uh -huh. Mulan's uh, world. Oh, in that Kingdom show Hearts was two? fucking crazy, huh? In Kingdom Hearts two. In Kingdom Hearts two, two was the best in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, the most nostalgic in my opinion too what do you think of i mean yeah i liked kingdom hearts too yeah too <laughs> but i didn't like kingdom hearts 3 that much because the the attraction uh moves you know where it pulls out a roller coaster or yeah, like yeah, the yeah. ship kind of thing those new like, i think that's ridiculous i mean they pulled it in a this is our disney yeah, this is ours yeah. in terms of Disney, but it took away from what Kingdom Hearts actually was. With Kingdom Hearts three, is that they didn't really feature any of the Final Fantasy characters, which it was meant for. It's a collaboration of hmm. Final Fantasy, kind of that essence, and with Disney characters, and they weren't really involved with it too much. And I think that was one of the backlashes that Kingdom Hearts three had. So for the new one that's coming out, Kingdom Hearts four. They're, wait, they're already. They're actually. Did you see the trailer? I did not. See Dude, the, the trailer. trailer's fucking epic, bro. Do you think other people's opinions on these things heavily influence the way you think about them? For example, Thor: Love and Thunder. I heard it wasn't mm -hmm. that good, so now I'm not sure if I want to watch it. Like, there's a lot of criticism for the movie Bell, that the story was confusing. One of my favorite. Remember movies. we talked about this? I love that movie. The art, design, the, the music. Oh my god. The music was amazing. Even for the English dub, mm -hmm. Disney top tier singing. Actually, I feel like it's a little bit more because the lyrics. Have you listened to the lyrics? Bro? I've listened to the lyrics and I'm not so much of a Disney fan, yeah. so I think it's better than Disney. One of my favorite ones is uh, A Million Miles, miles away. away. Yeah, or A Million Miles Apart, something like that. I think it was, yeah, probably Away or Apart. Let's, let's check that out. It was one of them. Yeah. There's this other one too. In the beginning when um what's her name again what's the main character's name i don't remember names. so it was Belle, but then it was it's the girl though the main girl yeah and she was like maybe i should join in and, and hop into you and then there's an animation sequence and the song it's like epically playing and she transitions from herself into bell yeah. and i'm like what the fuck? this is crazy and then the first song that she sings I feel like yeah. in Bell, there's a lot of little details that add to your experience, right? But when some people see them, they're just like, this is too much detail. This makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But for some people, when they notice those small details, those little Easter eggs, mm -hmm. and then they do research, it just adds to their love for, for the, the piece of art. For the art. Yeah. And especially... There are, I think it's really universal, um, again, specifically to Bell, that there's a lot of relatable scenes that happen in, in the movie. And it's like, 
It makes you think about your life. I could say it for me. It made me think about my life. And in terms of the emotional parts, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Especially the fact where in the last part of the movie, if you haven't watched the movie yet, you should go and watch it before we talk about this because literally it was fucking amazing. But the last part of the movie was the most emotional part because she actually sings a song that was written for her mom. She's actually singing it. Like, this is the song that she's been writing for a long time. And now, with her confidence and everything, and just, like, she found her purpose in it. It was a very emotional song, though. So. Yeah, it, it, there's definitely a lot more to it than what you're just saying right now. Yeah. Like, the whole movie builds up to that. Yeah. And it... I, I mean, I cried during that scene. Oh. I'll own up to it. It was a really good scene. Especially go. knowing now, like, the little subtleties of it. Like, what the song actually represented. Yeah. It's an amazing movie. It's <laughs> crazy that we talk about Belle because our other topic was virtual reality. In reality. I know, literally, because Belle is <laughs> in Belle. Yeah. In virtual reality, essentially. Um, Another piece of media. So, Sword Art Online. Oh, let's talk. <laughs> Gotta talk about Sword Bro. Art Online. I mean, I was a huge fan of the first season. Yeah. I watched the second season and the third season, and it was like, okay. So I haven't watched the fourth season, hmm. but I heard the fourth season is top tier. Amazing. That's the tower arc, yeah. right? The Ellicization arc. I heard that was really good. Yeah. The fourth season, actually, no. So the third season is the Ellicization arc. Then the fourth season still is the Ellicization arc, but it is called uh, War of Underworld. And it's basically like a whole Infinity War level. Infinity War level. How do you... What what does the Infinity War level term mean? It's like a whole collective, familiar characters that actually come back and have a huge part in the story. If you love the first season, you're going to love the fourth season. I'm not gonna lie. It was a new arc that you had to get used to. Definitely gonna need to watch that. Add that to the things of list, yeah. or need to add that to the list of things I need to watch. It's like at least thirty of them. Still need to watch Prison School. I heard that's really funny. I'm still watching uh, Spy Family. You're still watching Spy Family? Oh my god, Spy Family fucking love Spy Family. so good. It's hella good. Did you know, I saw this video. It was explaining why Anya likes peanuts so much. Have you seen that I haven't seen the... Oh, a video on YouTube? Yes. No. So the representation behind peanuts. um, There's like a couple of them. There's the significance of sharing... A peanut with another person because you know peanuts are legumes right so they're shaped somewhat like hourglasses but there's two pieces in them mm. so when you open one thing and share that one thing with another person it's like sharing a piece of yourself or like sharing this moment in time with another person mm. because it can only be shared by two people because there's two peanuts in one legume and there's also like significance in peanuts behind family because um, the way peanuts grow, this sounds so like <laughs> abstract, but the way peanuts grow is when they're planted in the ground, everything grows. Oh, they kind of grow like bamboos. I don't know if that probably doesn't help, but the way bamboos and peanuts mm. grow is they take really long for their roots to settle down but 
once they settle down, it's like impossible to pull them out oh. because it counts as the foundation for the family. So the stronger the foundation, the the more important what blooms from it. I love the foundation. I thought it was just like a cute type of she likes this kind of snack. Yeah. Do you but think? Uh, do I think she knew about the significance behind peanuts? Well, the, the writers one. knew for okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay. Anya herself probably did not know. You're right. You're right. Unless it's just one of those things where we're looking as viewers, we're looking too much into things. Because you know, when you're in English class and they're like, "Why were the drapes blue?" It's like <laughs> they were just blue drapes. <laughs> It could be one of those things that we're looking too much into, but who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's the show that I'm watching right now. I didn't know about that. That's pretty crazy. I thought they were just like, she's just a weird kid. If she tells people about her power. She's like 11 from Stranger Things. There's people hunting for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. She's like a lab. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, so that, I'm just assuming that's maybe what's going on. Just there. calling it out. Yeah. Calling the shots. <laughs> so what anime are you watching right now currently what anime am i watching yeah i was watching actually a while ago i started this anime called blue period have you watched it i've only watched the first two episodes i've never heard of it so you've never heard of it because not a lot of people like it it's not like a popular anime oh. i just started watching it because it's on netflix though mm. and i was like oh this is easy to watch because it's easily accessible i don't have to go to some random anime site pass all these ads just so i can watch one episode so it was on netflix and i i was like i wonder what this could be about and i started watching it started watching the first episode i was like i actually love this anime even though i've never heard about this from anyone else the first episode goes there's the main character and he has this group of friends and he has these thoughts about the things that he does with his group of friends like he's having fun times with them but is he really doing the things that make him happy it's an important topic we should talk about exactly that anime i haven't gotten very far i still need to keep watching it but that topic and him exploring that topic more it like meant a lot to me because i'm also in a transitionary stage of my life where what what really speaks to me what mm. is significant to me and i was like this guy i can learn from this guy possibly learn from the anime learn from mm. the stories that the writers want to tell me definitely what's cool is these writers they're the ones who had these experiences and wanted to write a story yeah they want to be help talking about that topic things. yeah another thing he had to contemplate about was so the guy's in high school and he's about to graduate. He's going to college and he has to choose a profession, which links back to, is he truly doing things for himself or for other people? You know, like he wants to do things that make him happy. Is he was going to study something in college, you know, cause he's graduating high school. He's picking something for college, picking something he wants to do for the rest of his life, hmm. which I think is kind of ridiculous that you're having kids choose these things. But that's a story. That's a talk for another time talking about blue period right now so he actually chooses to delve into something other than what he originally thought he was going to do to go into college for he was going to do some type of engineering because he 
The one thing he had in mind, why he chose engineering, was money. That was literally the only thing he wanted, or the only reason he chose it. But as he's exploring more about the things for himself, he's deciding that he doesn't necessarily want to do this major. He's deciding he wants to explore arts. And mm. I think that's crazy because, you know, not too many people major in art nowadays. All they really think about is money. And I think that's an important topic that they're addressing in Blue Period. I'm only on the second episode, so I don't know if it's good or bad yet. So far, the topics that they chose are interesting to me. Yeah. You know, same thing with Bell. I don't know. Some people couldn't see the significance in the topics that they're choosing to talk about in Bell. Yeah. And maybe that's why they didn't like it. But they don't really see the significance in the topic mm. that they chose to talk about. That's the thing, too. Like, not a lot of people really pay attention not gonna lie they don't really know what's the true meaning of a specific scene but it's really controversial because sometimes people will think the scene means this way and then other people will be like oh it means this other way you know what i mean so it's it's it really depends on other people's opinions but i mean yeah that's why art is subjective, subjective. it's because everybody has their own interpretations of it it's true in the course of bells though it's more, I can see why people say it's confusing because a lot goes on and we don't know who the main, like if there's a villain, we don't know who the main villain or like what the real story is. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I can see why people are like, oh, it's kind of confusing. You know, to go back to art is subjective. So paintings and stuff like that and stories, I feel they are pretty subjective, but music are there any music, any songs, any things like of that sort that you consider to be really good, but other people consider to be bad? Yeah, there's a specific song. It was aired on a show called Ameri All American. There you go. And it was a song by Wafia. I think it's the song I showed you the other day. And it was like How to Lose a Friend. Oh, right. And right. it's a really emotional very straightforward uh song but it really touches like basically what it's like to to lose a friend or a loved one mm -hmm. uh in terms of how oh i don't talk anymore the strangers yeah it's mainly just like that specific topic her vocals are amazing it was pretty well like written so obviously the lyrics too the lyrics held a lot of weight to him yeah she's featured in edm music so yeah hmm. interesting yeah yeah so i haven't like, heard too much about her but you did show me that song and that song was it had a somber feeling but it was like damn like damn I, like yeah I, there was this person that i think of when i hear this song and it's like i feel the song mm. i feel the emotions the what, what was her name wafia wafia I, like, I feel the emotions that she wanted to convey. I actually don't know how to say her name, bro. <laughs> I think it's Wafia or Wa... I don't know, bro. Wafia. Wafia. Okay, do you prefer yeah. waffles or pancakes? <laughs> waffles, right? Because you can fill up the holes with syrup. Pancakes, it's like... Too soft and it's kind of like soggy and stuff. Yeah, like you get, like, the only way you can get the syrup is in there is when it soaks up the syrup. But when it soaks up the syrup, it's too soggy. That's exactly what happened. I think, I feel, 
I mean, obviously I prefer waffles. You prefer waffles. Maybe it's because we prefer a crispier uh, texture. Maybe people that prefer pancakes prefer the softer, maybe their teeth are <laughs> cracked. Maybe they don't have teeth. Probably don't eat waffles. They probably eat pancakes. It's no. like pancake bites? I haven't. Are they good? It's pretty good, actually. Dang, I need, I'm going to need to try them, though. I used to... Those Eggo waffles. I used to have my breakfast in the morning before school. Yeah. High school. I used to like, take these Eggo waffles, toast them. While they're toasting, I get strawberries. Yeah. I, I forget what kind of strawberries, but it definitely... I did not use fresh strawberries. I didn't chop it up myself. It's like some store brand. Yeah. strawberry mixture kind of thing i slapped it on top of the the waffle and i put whipped cream on top that was my breakfast before school like probably 80 percent of the time i used to eat a lot of sugar <laughs> what was your breakfast before so i usually eat that filipino food bro longanisa and some rice and eggs Ooh, rice and eggs yeah, that sounds. Oh, good. garlic rice, garlic rice. There garlic you go. Rice. That's the top you know how to make garlic rice? Put the garlic on top of the rice, and you just go. take bites out of the garlic. Yeah, you know. like hardcore shit. <laughs> like a like a lemon, like a lep, mm, like a lemon. Yeah, you bite your lemons, right? Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just how you Are you know. trying to? What's it called again? Trying to maximize the vibe. Maximize the vibe, real quick, bro. <laughs> Actually, the best term I've ever heard, maximize the vibe, is that was if he was doing ASMR. Yeah. In a really monotone voice. Yeah. That's funny, because now it's going to be become a part of us, but it was literally just this random guy making a YouTube video. Terrariums? Terrariums. terrariums. He was just Oh, it's like terrariums. aquariums, but terra, like earth, like terrariums. Mm -hmm. That's why it's like covered in the glass That's case. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. that's why they call it that. Yeah, that's crazy. That guy was just doing his thing, and we're like, I love this about him. Keep doing your shit. Maximizing the vibe, bro. Maximizing the vibe right now. He really maximized the vibe in his video. <laughs> you know, maybe there's something about this podcast today, hopefully in the future, that people can take away from our podcast and implement it in their own lives. Talking about terrariums. <laughs> Talking about terrariums, probably. I'm maximizing the vibe. For real. Okay. Alright, let's... I think it's about time for the podcast to end. It's been about, like, 40-ish minutes. 40-ish minutes. We're gonna check this one out and see how it goes. For sure. We'll see how it goes. Maybe do next week's. If we feel, like, in the mood for talking about stuff, then we'll be like, let's get the mic, let's get the mic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's when like we, we just, just hop in it. and just record it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be recorded every single week. Yeah. We could do, like, a burst of recordings and then post it every week. All right. We'll, well do that. thank you for tuning in to the podcast. This is your host, CJ. And your co-host, Matthew. I'm going to leave it at that for now. You're going to leave it at that? Yeah, I'm not going to plug anything. I want to say off the grid for now. <laughs> this is the only piece of media that I'll be on, for real. See you later. All right. Let's call it there. <laughs>